Hi, my friends, and welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here today. We know that there's a lot of things that you could be doing, other shows you could be listening to, and we are so happy that you chose us. We really appreciate it. Today, Allison and I have a great episode for you. She just returned from her pilgrimage to Greece and had an absolute blast. She walked in the footsteps of St. Paul, which if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that uh, St. Paul may not be Allison's favorite uh, saint. So uh, we figure out if her thoughts have changed on St. Paul at all and kind of hear the fruits from her trip to Greece. We also talk about um, Christians in public and how an experience that I had at our local trivia uh, made me talk about or made me realize how we as Christians need to be a little bit better in public. Allison also has one of the most wild and outlandish takes I've ever heard in my entire life and it completely completely took me by surprise. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. If you do, please hit like, subscribe wherever you're watching or listening and enjoy. What's up? I'm going to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Sullivan. Allison, hello. Good morning, Taylor Schroll. Good morning. We're both surprised that we're here, aren't we? (laughs) A little bit. I mean, it's not even early technically, but it just feels like a lot's going on and I need more sleep or something. I don't know. It's early for us. So just to put it in perspective for most normal adults, we're recording this at like 6 (laughs) a.m. I mean, it's 10, but for us, it would be like everybody else recording it. The equivalent. Yeah, The 6 a.m. equivalent. I just wanted people to feel like we feel right now. Yeah. Forte, the Forte equivalent. So what is it? Is like a five-hour difference? Because, I mean, if left to my own devices, I would probably, I'm curious this for you too, I would probably go to bed at 1, and I would probably wake up at 9. That would be excellent. I wish things could start at 9 or 10. 1 to 9, 2 to 10 is like that anywhere in that range yeah the the, where where i best fit Mm -hmm. uh which is essentially what i did um i woke up i showered and then i came over here and started setting up now now we're here knock knock welcome to the podcast (laughs) uh you have just returned from quite an extravagant adventure true where'd you go I went to Greece, as one does, and Turkey, a little bit of Turkey. Um, and this sounds like so, Thanksgiving. Yes, just a little. I don't like a lot. Um, actually, Turkey was quite beautiful, and we were all very, very surprised. A little dry. <laughs> um, actually, quite temperate. And it was where in Ephesus, where Mary's house. So we know for certain that John lived in Ephesus. And so since... Jesus. Oh, this isn't that weird one where we think Mary's house floated to another country. This is like actually where this is actually. Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so um, the house of Mary was very beautiful. Bought rosaries for the people that I care about. Um, I haven't received a rosary. I have for you. (laughs) I do. I do. Um, So, yes, Turkey. Um, Greece is completely lovely. We did that pilgrimage to follow in the footsteps of Paul. Which, as you know, it was kind of an irony for me because there are a lot of things that I want to shake my fist about with Paul. Famously anti-Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, which is strange from your Protestant background since the Bible was all you had and he wrote most of it. Well, I feel like (laughs) anti-Paul is a little bit of some strong language. Oh, we could pull some clips. (laughs) (laughs) He annoys me. He has annoyed me. And you would, you, one could say he's a thorn in your side. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually made that joke. Um, and so I feel less good about it now. I know. <laughs> I really liked it when I made it too. So um, turns out it was pretty obvious. Um, so yeah, it was really great following in the footsteps of Paul. We gathered a really great group. That's always crucial to a good time. And um, the Lord always seems to work that out very beautifully. Like, uh, I've done one other pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and the people that went to the Holy Land were just also terrible, amazing. Oh. Like because here's the thing that happens is that when you're doing these things, first of all, the travel is kind of intense. I mean, like there's a lot of jet lag, there's a lot of 
personalities. There's a lot of, um, you know, scheduling. There's a lot of rushing. And then there's a lot of emotional things that happen, you know, on a pilgrimage. And so the exhaustion is real. And when there's a good group, you can really borrow from each other. It's like, oh, I'm really tired right now, but they're not. And they're like soaking in all this information that I can't process right now. But we're going to get together later and we're going to, you know, swap stories and swap insights and swap reflections. And um, both pilgrimages I have been on have been really, really thick with I don't know, just a lot of commitment like to each other. So that was awesome. The group that we went with was amazing. We saw beautiful things. We followed in the footsteps of Paul, whether it was in Corinth where he preached to 25,000. Um, there was 25,000. Yes. Hold on. We have to, you're, you're going through this very quickly. We have to milk an entire segment out of this, and you're just like, yeah, I went to Greece. This is what happened. And it sounds like you're wrapping up. And I don't want you to I'm wrap not wrapping up. up. I'm, I'm giving an overview. And okay. then I thought maybe you might have questions about one thing in particular. I do I do have uh, questions. But yes. uh, first, I do, I do have to point out that I think it's very funny that uh, this, this is might be the most Forte Catholic thing you've ever done. I've asked you about this primo prime tr- trip to Greece. Yeah. And you spent half of your time complaining, <laughs> which is complaining. the most me ever. It's so busy and there's so many people and people are annoying and I'm tired and uh, there's jet lag. And that's no. like, it's very funny that you brought your first world problems to countries that may or may not be first world countries. Mm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I was like, it was just very, I, I thought you were going to come back and like, it was lovely and wonderful. It so was. And you were like, ah. It so was. Well, yeah, I'm people, just, I was grumpy the whole time. <laughs> no, that was my point is that we weren't grumpy. It's like there's all this potential for things to go wrong. And then it's like you just get together as a group and like borrow and trade and, and lean. And and so it was I, that I just feel like that's really what makes it like, yes, you can see all these amazing things. Greece is the most beautiful country. Um, and so you can see all these beautiful things. You can like be in really important places. And to me, it's always the people that either that can either um, just intensify that with goodness or kind of take away from that with drama or negativity what have you and both in both instances it was always like the good was always intensified and amazing even if you were tired even if you know your i don't know feet were sore (laughs) there's a lot of walking yeah Um, speaking of drama yes and and how the group was someone that people listeners of this show know pretty well was on this trip Yes. Old, uh, old co-host Olivia Harrison. Yes, she how was. was. It, how was it hanging out with Liv over in Greece? Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. She brought both of her children, which they were a complete and total delight. She uh, has Nathan, s- her husband, brought his three children. <laughs> <laughs> so they no one there was no like international incident. Um, everything was great. I really, really enjoyed Always a risk. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed being with her kids. Um just both delightful, like like legitimately added to the trip. Kana like kept us all on schedule. Like I mean, just it was great. It was a really good time. And you know, so part of our our pilgrimage was a cruise, like a four day cruise. So being on a cruise ship with your church family and after all these like neat experiences was amazing too. It's like, oh, let's go get a drink in the observation deck. I mean, it was. It's funny because I was telling a friend, I was like, oh, it was, this was a church friend who, who couldn't come but wanted to. And I was like, oh, it's just going to be great. We're following in the footsteps of Paul. We're, there's a four-day Aegean cruise. And they're like, yeah, that's not what Paul did. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. No, he did just in like the prison cell in the bottom of the boat. Right. I mean, he did it. Yeah. If we want to walk in his footsteps, we have yeah. to go on the cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to avoid the chains part, okay? Um, but yes, it was great. So yes, Olivia and her family were there which was awesome um so mostly for the most part it was our church like saint joe's church family um a couple of like my personal friends beefy was there um and so that's a weird thing to just throw in with no explanation the beef oh right sorry (laughs) it's like when i'm in this space everyone knows beefy they prefer beefy to me anyways beefy is my best friend of a jillion years and shows up on center i I always just have to point out that she is a skinny human right no yeah Beefy is is not descriptive at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just always just like, oh, no one knows what this is. I, 
y'all have y'all have been calling each other this since y'all were yeah. uh, child, literal children. Yeah. Uh, but every time I hear it, I prickle just a little bit. Yeah. Like, quit <laughs> saying that about people. Um, it's Somebody actually called me fat just... yesterday. It was what? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. Uh, I made a joke. What was I talking about? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Somebody that was actually on your trip brought uh it wasn't her that said it but yeah. uh somebody was, uh, that was on your trip brought what were they called samosas not mimosas not the alcohol not samoas the cookies samosas so they were like these like a little she, she wrapped said, she said they were they were vegetables as she was explaining she's like it's it, it's a vegetable and i was like okay and then i went and looked at them and it just looks like like a Hot pocket, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, that's clearly bread, and she's right. like, I meant inside. like inside, and I yeah. was like, well, that's kind of how I normally eat. It's like, you know, I call it a vegetable, but it's actually a car. Yeah, hide it. And somebody, Course somebody that I don't know at all was like, yeah, we can tell, <laughs> dude. I was like, I'm having a conversation with someone I know, and we just met four minutes ago, and the first thing you said to me was hi, and then four minutes later you called me. I was wow. like, I mean, I it was almost like I couldn't even be mad because it's just like I don't know you. <laughs> it was very funny. That I is it is it funny? I, I don't it know. Was. I, that, like it was so out of nowhere. Like that's something that my friends would say. I'd be like, ah, oh, good one or whatever, right? But I was like, it was just so out of nowhere. That I was like, all I could do is laugh. Which I don't were, think I've to- told this other story. I have another story exactly like that, where I was just like, it was so awkward that all I could do is laugh. I, I tweeted this out on vacation but i haven't told anybody that i haven't told the story of the show when we were on vacation a few weeks ago yeah i uh was in the pool which i mean i got like i didn't have a shirt on so like i'm not the most gorgeous person anymore you know so i'm playing in the pool it's me and my wife and my and my middle child and i'm like swimming kind of doing like quote-unquote laps it's it's not a lap pool but i'm going back and forth trying to get a lower workout in and I come out of the water, which like used to be like an experience for me back when I had hair, you know, I, I felt like it was slow motion every time, totally. you know, I come out and like, you know, off. yeah, w- water coming off my, off my, I'm doing like the little hair whip that women do, you know, and uh, that's not the same feeling when you're fat and bald, you know, but I come out of the water and there's this guy who's probably like, I mean, he's my dad's age, maybe a little bit younger. And he like, our faces, like when I pop up out of the water, we're closer than you and I are now. And we're practically sitting in each other's laps at this point. He looks at me and he says, it yells in the public pool. I don't know this man. He yells, your eyes are being beautiful. And I'm like, like yelled it to where everybody in the pool looks at us. We're in the center of the pool. And I'm just like, I just laugh. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I guess. I what is happening? And then so I, I, I talked to him for a second. I'm like, what are you going to do? It's so awkward. I'm not the center of attention. And everybody's like, oh, let's see the fat man's eyes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. So what had happened was, is the chlorine had made like your eyes kind of red and then that contrasted mm-hmm. and so the blue was like super popping yeah, it out looked like a gang war and then like the <laughs> sunlight plus the contrast and like your eyes were probably blazing like it looked like you had probably like plugged them in or something and so he was oh. like <laughs> he was like startled yeah. <laughs> i haven't had someone startled by my beauty in a while right, I mean, it used to happen look at all that. the time you still got it taylor you still got it yeah in the in the 55 to 65 male demographic. I still got it. <laughs> so did you see my most recent tweet? Nobody see. I mean, no. I did. And I was concerned. Really? <laughs> yes. what? Oh, no. I think I think I see. I'm going to put it on Instagram and my stories. And then I'm like, then people are going to. But Twitter's like this. It's like I throw this rock into this empty abyss. And I'm like, hello. hello, hello. I yeah, hate Twitter. Twitter okay. is where you test out material. And I'm just going to say it didn't work. <laughs> Fair. I'm like, I hate you people. OK, but. I have an idea, yeah. which is that if we would just all regularly go to nude beaches, like yeah. just go and do what you do at a beach and everyone be normal and do beach things at a, at a nude beach, we would be exposed to so many you different- You would be exposed, that's for sure. We, <laughs> we would be exposed to so many different body types, yeah. like just normal people doing normal things that we wouldn't only be exposed to one body type only 
And then we would have such more normal expectations of ourselves. We would have a normal outlook of what people actually look like. And then we would quit being so weird and ashamed about our upper arms or thighs. I don't think you would. I think you haven't thought this through. Why? You do realize that men exist, right? Like that they exist and would be at these beaches. We need to. uh, So like it had like nudity has to be sexual. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, the Europeans, I think, have figured this out. There's a (laughs) in statues. They're not walking around. You didn't go to Greece and see everybody naked. In statues, we did. That's I what mean, I'm saying. well, I think that that's I think that's a great comparison. Nobody's you, weirded out. You think what you think that this would make it better for you, and what I'm telling you is, you'd go on a beach and guys would just stare at you the whole time. You're telling me that that would make you feel better? No, I don't think they would. I think that we would all just be like normal. This we would all just be used to it. in the sky thing you've ever said ever. You just have like you're usually a pretty grounded person and well connected to the world. This, you have no connection to reality in this. You would hate it. I don't think it's true. I think that, I I really think that people could just go about their business if we would just like be more, it's because. <laughs> go about your business is a very funny word. It's because we're like covering things up all the time that there is, that, like if we would just, just get, just be desensitized to what's very normal. It's very normal. That's what I'm, all I'm saying. It's, it's a very funny to me that we were talking about your Greece pilgrimage four I minutes ago. I know. How did we get here? <laughs> uh, the old man in the pool. Because <laughs> Twitter sucks. Um, anyways. That back was, to Greece? I don't know. I guess what? so. Uh, anything to get off of this. Uh, <laughs> what, what just happened? What just happened? What just happened? I just... I, I can't... Dis- this might be our biggest disagreement ever, <laughs> which is fun. Don't no one's... say that. Don't say that because then we're going to end up in a fist fight like n- our next go round. I mean, there's always potential for bigger and better, Taylor, between you and me. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. Again, here, how's that for making a full circle? With a pilgrimage, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. <laughs> Nothing went wrong in Greece. There's a lot of things that could go wrong here on Forte Catholic when, you know, we show up and meet too early. And yet, here we are. This is what happens at six in the morning. Peacefully disagreeing <laughs> about nude beaches. Now. On a Catholic podcast. On a Catholic podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I I know that like one of the things that's going to be funny for us, maybe them, is that I I have kind of hurled some some insults at Paul. Whether it's that I think he should use more commas or be less boastful or because it, my my I guess my you know that no one in the scriptures wrote with commas. Period. Commas didn't exist back then. No, it didn't. Thank yeah. you for telling yeah. me. So, so I've been humbled when it comes to Paul. Maybe, maybe translations. I think you're right because I have realized that I, in a lot of ways, have misunderstood Paul. Because, uh, and and so, who can say with a straight face, just a normal person? Who, who else can say with a straight face, imitate me? Me. I know. I know. And maybe you and no, I was going to say are very similar, and that's not true. It's it's fun, like. Even in points where it doesn't matter or like where, where it's actually not helpful, like there are multiple times, especially when I'm coaching or not the running, but like the jumping where I'm like, it has to be like this. And yeah. I, I've tried with words and then I like will literally just go do it. Yeah. Which is very funny because I used to be able to do it very well and now I'm not very well. But uh, I think about that quite a bit. There's actually been a meme going around that I don't know if you've seen. It's like imitate. You know, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And it has a picture, like, in that situation, it's Christ as, like, Aslan, like the lion mm, from Narnia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Paul is, like, a, a pretty good, like, a good artist drawing mm. of a lion. Mm-hmm. And then me is, like, a little stick figure drawing of a lion. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I just found a lot of him. So one of my complaints about Paul um, was that he was just really, really boastful. Well, what I've kind of learned and the pilgrimage helped is that he was really up against a lot. So like if Peter was this super loyal, um, like well-connected Jerusalem person, 
Paul was, we got to get this out. So when you look More at like the, you. the uh, mm-hmm. yep. so when you look at the book of Acts, <laughs> when you look at the book of Acts, this first part is, Hey, you know, let's, Talk, you know, let's let's talk to the Jews like here in Jerusalem. Let's talk to everybody here in Jerusalem. And then the middle part is okay. Now Judea and Samaria, and then the last part, the whole world. And so Peter was That's having quite a, leap. <laughs> a really, I mean, all nations. But like Peter was having uh, a lot of problems with that because he's like, man, this gets trickier. They don't look like us. They don't. I mean, he was a Jew doing very Jewish things. Um, traditionally, and having a hard time with the things that were not Jewish. So it was like, if Peter had his way, he would want people to become Jewish and then become Christian. And so they had this whole Jerusalem council. And Paul, this is super easy for Paul. Paul's like, are you kidding me? What are we doing here? What are we talking about? And so um, they had this whole Jerusalem council where this was the disagreement. And now Peter was humbled. Peter was humbled because he was asked to go see Cornelius. Um, like God had to show up to both of them in a dream to kind of prepare them. No, you're going to go stay at this Gentile's house. You're going to eat with a Gentile, Jewish Peter. And he is like, if you say so, God, where he would have never. But it, but that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit allows God to show up to you in a dream. Yeah, maybe it takes three times, whatever. But it allows someone like Peter to show up at someone's house he doesn't want to go to and say, with a tear in his eye and a hug, I've been thinking of you. You know, like that's what the Holy Spirit does. And that's a beautiful thing. And so what Peter was really hard for him was super easy for Paul. And so now you have God naming Paul as the man to go do this, to take this to the world. You are the man that I have chosen to take this to the Gentiles. How must that feel for Peter? Like, man, because he couldn't get over that this is really hard because they don't look like me. This is really, really tough. And so... I think it was really strategic. I think he's like, this guy just beat me in an argument and made me look bad. Let's send him away. (laughs) Nice. That's hilarious. But I was actually in the middle of a rant, and it was Meg Hunter Kilmer. She she looked at me, and she was like, you know you're mad at the same people Paul was mad at? (laughs) And I was like, no, I did not know that. And so I've just learned a lot about what Paul was up against. And so back to the boasting, the things that were so annoying to me. Boasting is really triggering for me. Somebody who brags... Um, it, it, I, I need further away. Like it is, it's a trigger. Like it is. You come here all the time. It's a marvel. (laughs) It is an incommensurate. I have an incommensurate response to somebody who brags. That's a big word. So anyway, I. That was kind of like bragging. The incommensurate word. (laughs) You know what that word means. That was a brag. (laughs) Let me be humble about my brag. What I mean is Taylor. So the, the, um, the, you know, boasting or whatever that was so annoying was really Paul trying to explain to people who did not know or care um, that he was worthy of being listened to. So he's trying to tell them his pedigree all the time. Hey, this is where I come from. This is what I know. This is who I am. This is my reputation. And they're like, okay, I'm intrigued because he would go out to these other places and they are they have gods that they're worshiping and have been, you know? And so he was coming with a completely different message that was like, this wasn't just some myth. No, this is like, this is history. And this is what happened. And she saw it. And you can go talk to her, you know? And so anyways, I just really got a much um, deeper respect for why he was the way he that he was. Um, the ways that he was argumentative or appeared argumentative was, or his anger, because he was angry a lot. Like he used really harsh words. And I've I've never really understood that either. It was, it was protection. It wasn't anger at people that he perceived as unholy. It was protection of people who he saw as vulnerable. That's a whole new conversation for me. Yeah. It's so funny that uh, anybody who has heard you say you don't like Paul all of us have realized it was just a mirror and you didn't realize it. And I guess until you went and walked in his footsteps. Yeah. Like, yeah, you are Paul. We all know this. <laughs> it's interesting because I guess I've been, and maybe this is more in my like Protestant circles or something, but like, I feel like people can take something that he wrote very specifically, by the way, like, you know, we're sitting in Corinth. So Corinth is, I mean, an absolute mess of a church. 
this was like where Aphrodite was born. They were known for sexuality. There's like literally lots of nude beaches. (laughs) Yes. Sacred sex happening in temples, you know, Uh, not Jewish temples, but like Aphrodite temples to Aphrodite. And so this is what Paul is like, you know, showing up to. But um, what was I saying? Uh, eh, Sorry. Um, Aphrodite and nude beaches. Yeah. Corinth, bad city. It was in a mess, that Corinth. Yeah. But I don't know. Sorry. I lost my train of thought. But Paul shows up in Corinth and is like trying to like redo the whole thing. Like he's trying to explain himself and his message. And the challenges were high. And he saw these people as vulnerable instead of unholy, you know? And so that fatherly, uh, oh, 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 I know. Sorry. Protestant circles. And what I would see is he's writing to very specific instances. So when you read the book of Corinthians, like that's what he's writing to. When you read the book of, you know, something else, it's like that's that's what he's writing to. And so all of that being very specific, if he's writing about, um, you know, these two women need to settle their argument and be quiet or whatever. And so many times you just see the things that he says being used as a blanket when it was actually very, very specific. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so being in these very small towns or these like small the spaces. the difference between, like, it would be like saying Allison needs to be quiet because she's pro-nude beaches and somebody taking that 2,000 years later meaning all women should be quiet all the time. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The first one was right. The second one, not so much. Check. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So I I just, um, yeah, I I had to let my guard down. Like, I had to let a few things just drop. Like, I had to be completely open. Man, this is such a weird conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to be open to what God had for me there, and it was so much. So I'm super, super grateful. Turns out I'm a a Paul fan. I just didn't know him all that well. And y'all all all knew that I didn't know what I was talking about, and y'all have been so nice about it. Yeah. That's just normal with you. <laughs> uh, it's the the point that you make about um, Paul having to stand up for himself. It's really interesting because, like, when I get like booked to go speak or lead music or whatever, like, no one asks for my credentials. Like, they that I get asked to do stuff because people have seen what I've done in the past mm. and that it worked for other people. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's more yeah. There has been good experiences, so I don't have to like go in and be like, oh, I have two undergrad degrees and yeah. a half a master's degree or whatever. But it has been pretty interesting in uh, this foundations course that we're doing in the Paris that I've talked about a lot. Uh, it is more like theology teaching, which isn't what I'm doing when I'm going and speaking. It's sure. more like exhortation and, and, yeah. and comedy and, and entertainment and like, oh, and then let's pray together, whatever, right? Um, but this foundation class, like there have been people who have like, like, we're like it's like a, it's not a blanket invite to the parish, but it's a blanket invite to anybody who's gone through our alpha program at the parish. And there have been a lot of people who have pushed back of like, who who are you to teach this class? Who are mm. you to, you know, uh, I, I'm 58, 65 years old. I've been in the church forever. You're this sure. kid, punk kid. What are your credentials? And there have been times where I'm, I've had to like be like, I have, I, I, I've yeah. had to like pull the Glad ball. Glad you asked. Like, this, this, <laughs> this, this, is, this is my, this, this is all I've done. This is my experience. This, this is my schooling. Uh, I've been teaching this class forever. It's been successful. Like I've had to do that, which yeah. like feels weird. But it's all it's only ever when like essentially I'm being attacked where some of the emails have not been attacking, but a lot of them have been. Yeah. Um, the funniest one being somebody's like, uh, what are your sources for this? And I, like after they argued with sure. me for a little while and I just said the Bible and the catechism and I hit reply. <laughs> that was it. I never heard from them again. I'm like, I, I don't have to explain myself. To yeah. You, you know, uh, but it is kind of funny that like in most circles, I don't have to like promote the things I want. and I actually kind of keep it to myself like I've been saying for years like yeah. I don't tell people where I went to undergrad because it's too like left and liberal and I don't tell people where I went to grad school because it's too far right and conservative and 50% of people are going to be mad at me if they know that right yeah. so like it usually takes like so like when I go in for like a, a day event like it doesn't come up when I go in for a week like it ends up coming up and like we get like four or five days where I've like kind of ingratiated myself and now I'm bragging again using my fancy fancy uh, SAT words um, where at that point I'm I can sit with a group of pe- a group of people who I've kind of picked up this person might be really far left either theology the most when I'm talking left and right I'm mostly talking yeah. about church stuff not mm. political but. A lot of times they go together. Like, but I can be sitting with people who's like very far left and somebody who's very far right. And then I tell them where I went to school and they're like, oh, like you're like a 
normal good human being. We're like, they probably wouldn't have been as open right. if they hadn't just known me first, right. you know? Right, right, right. Um, so it is very weird where sometimes I have to like defend my credentials when 90% of the time I hide them. And I'm yeah. like, look at, look at the fruit. Yeah. Is this working or not? You know? So what you're teaching is pro is probably like the, the variable that changes. Right. So like in alpha, you're not like teaching theology. And so then, so then that comes up, but like, as far as Paul, like what if you went to the Ukraine? Like if you went somewhere far away, like in a place that felt very foreign, that was different, that wasn't practicing what you were practicing. I mean, yeah, they might be intrigued about whatever you're about to say, but like you would want, if some, if you were in a foreign place, it would make sense to be like, Hey, just so you know, like, here's who I am. It's the exact opposite. What do you mean? I only get questioned at home. I, I don't get questioned. The farther I go, the less people care. That's, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, I like, would may, think may, that maybe it would be different there, but like, even then, like even going somewhere really far, like maybe not the Ukraine, but like I know a lot of like my speaker friends that go to Europe and they're like, oh, the American is coming. And like there's, oh, so, there's so much built in, not because they're American, but like if they're bringing somebody from overseas, they must be good. Right. Yeah. Where right, like, right, right, right. And it's, it's kind of that same thing. Like I haven't gone overseas, yeah. but like I've gone to like Seattle, which feels like a whole different country, you know, and it's like they brought this person in. He must have something to say. The <laughs> only place I'm questioned is here. Hmm. What's that about, you know, you can't be a, a prophet in your hometown. Yeah, you have to have a suitcase <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for people to believe anything that you yeah. have to say. It's good. It's good. Uh, but but it's fun. And it's it's one of those things where, like, how do you win people over? It's not actually by the credentials. Maybe maybe you have to maybe that puts like some people at ease. But really, it, it ultimately becomes like. When we do this foundations course, it's 10 weeks of people like us teaching and asking their follow up questions. Where it's like, they always say when you teach, teach about 10% of what you know. Right. So that yeah. the other 90% is where they ask questions or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's, e even when people like maybe have trepidation, now I'm using all my fancy words just for Look you. Look at you. Uh, it, it, it ends up still being the experience, not the credentials. Yes. Like me being able to yes. answer it's their questions. It's a way to start. It might be a foot in the door, but it's right. not ever what opens it. Right. Yeah. For sure. So. Um. The trip, for, from an outsider's perspective, your trip to Greece was way holier than I expected because all mm -hmm. I heard was riverboat cruise. I thought y'all would just be drinking and uh, hanging out yeah, the whole time. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, we're praying in Corinth. They're doing yeah. all this stuff. So um, final little thoughts. Final, what, what's the big takeaways that you're, that you're taking from this? Yeah. Um, I, there was a, there was, um, there was a lot to say about being around things that were so old. Like <laughs> the things that like we consider old around here you. is so silly. Like it's so, we are so brand spanking new and um, there's something really humbling about um, being somewhere where so much life has gone before you. And so to feel smaller, I think is a really good thing. And I, I felt smaller um, in what I learned about Paul, like that was very humble. Maybe it was just uh, humility. Um, I felt humble in, um, you know, just the, the depth of history. Um, I felt humbled by the wisdom of the other people. You know, one of the things that we really did was share like a microphone, like pass a microphone, you know, lots of people having opportunities to talk and, and reflect. I and know so, where it stopped for a while. I don't live here. So. You are so wrong. <laughs> you are so wrong. Um, delightfully. They both shared delightfully. Um, and so, and I asked them. So anyways, it was just, it, I, I guess, yeah, I guess humility overall. And the thing is, is that you come home and you're kind of thrown like back into life. And, um, and so it takes a minute to process. Like we're still kind of, you know, mulling over things as we look through our pictures and, um, we miss each other, you know, there's that. So it's like, we need a reunion dinner and all that. It's great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It looked yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, there was only one moment where I was like mad that I was there. Mm, which one there was a, a beautiful video of y'all like all singing worship together mm. and i was like could have brought a guitar i know <laughs> yeah, i was like why was it acapella so i, I didn't thought of that guitar. a bunch <laughs> i thought of that a bunch i know yeah have you ever seen uh i have it looks very silly when i hold one because i'm uh, as we've established earlier a very large it looks like game. a mandolin yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh <laughs> like those little mini 
have you ever seen like a mini guitar? Like, I'm like not mandolin. a ukulele. Oh, uh-huh, not uh-huh. a mandolin. But like my guitar that's sitting right here, uh-huh. like that shape. No, but it's mini. Like, a, I mean, I have a kid one at the house. I had to play an entire mat. Like, so this is a Martin guitar. Like, yeah, Martin and Taylor, yes. pretty, pretty, yes, pretty yes. well regarded in acoustic guitars. Um, I, they have like a mini Martin where it's still like very well made, very nice sounding. L- you know, little, little, uh, uh, higher pitched sound because it's smaller. But uh, I had to play a mass with that. And it was like in a, it was in a situation kind of like when you're on pilgrimage, where like I'm yeah. not, there's not, there's no choir, yeah. left. there's no option to be behind. right. Like yeah. I was standing up in front of people with this guitar that might have been the size of my right peck, and like I'm just playing it because um, the person that was in charge of this day. Uh-huh. Uh, oh God, was it me? No, it wasn't. <laughs> you know this person though. Uh, the person that was in charge of this day forgot to book anybody to do music for this mass. There's this big mass. Oh, and then gosh. nobody booked music. And they're like, well, Taylor's here. And I'm like, well, Taylor doesn't have his guitar because Taylor wasn't informed. And one person had the guitar and it was a little baby Martin. Yeah. And that's what I played for the mass. And I looked very stupid and I was mad the whole mass. Did it sound great? Mm, no. <laughs> I mean, it's just very funny because these mini little guitars have a more have a less robust sound. And I'm a very yeah. robust person. Yeah, but yeah. Both yes. in size, in, shape, indeed. and sound. All of it. <laughs> so uh, you're yeah, consistent. It's just, it's you're consistently funny. robust. Good. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. Uh whenever we come back, I'm gonna talk about how I am mad at your people and everything you represent don't go anywhere we'll be right back (laughs) if you're a fan of the work that we are doing here at the podcast and with all of our events and all of the other videos and and, uh, all the production stuff that we are doing we could use your help Uh, we are a Catholic nonprofit everything that we do uh, is because of generous supporters like you that rhymed did it rhyme or should I just use you twice anyway uh, if you (laughs) now I'm like self-conscious of saying the word you over and over again but uh, if you want to support the work that we're doing you can do that at fortecatholic.com slash donate Uh, you can give a one-time donation if you're just feeling like hey here's some uh, money for the summer (laughs) enjoy yourself or the backbone of how we do everything that we do is our monthly donors so if you wanted to uh, give ten dollars a month twenty five dollars a month hundred dollars a month we have people doing everything in that range uh, and more and less and, er- and everything everywhere in between uh, so we would really appreciate your support we need your support um, here this year fortecatholic.com slash donate thanks welcome back to forte catholic i am taylor stroll that is allison jemima sullivan i am i was like genuinely mad at you for something you had nothing to do with. Um, cannot wait to hear this. It was similar. It wasn't a dream. It was a real thing that happened. Okay. But it was similar to the experience of like your husband does something mean to you in your in dream. In your dream. And, you and you're so you're, mad. You're mad. But like everything and everyone you represent, there was a group of, there was a group of you, a flock of middle-aged white women from the suburbs. Oh. And I was so mad. At Soccer them. moms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like almost, almost, uh, Specifically, they were all athlete moms. Yeah. So where I, 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 I I've, was, I've got the demographic. I've got it. Set. Yeah. I, we're good. Like, okay, go ahead. I pictured you here multiple times, and I would like to know there were there was one group of women, mm-hmm. and by the end of the night, there was like fifteen of them. Yeah. Sitting at a bar, it's like an L-shaped bar. This is where where I host trivia at a local bar. Every two weeks, I host trivia at this local bar. It's, we've been going on for like almost three years. We started like right after COVID. Um, uh, to kind of try to get people back into <laughs> public spaces, you know, and we have a ton of regulars. So it's this, it's a bar, there's a long L-shaped bar, maybe 15, 20 people can sit at this bar. Then there's like four other tables, like kind of in the bar area. And there's a whole like back room that probably seats another 30 people. Yes. Something like that. Right. Um, so we have our regulars, these people that come every two weeks. Like I know them. We, we, we like, we've become friends over the three years sure. of playing, playing trivia together t- every two weeks. Uh, and then when I arrived, there was uh, 15 U's sitting at the, like, I'm at the end, like the bottom right of an L. They were all the rest of the L. Got there was it. like 15 of them. Got it. Like that. So they, they split up into a group of like five or six, and then like another group of like five or six. Right? Okay. Uh, they, were, they were coming and going or whatever. Just so to be clear, because if I have this question, I would imagine other listeners do too. Do you, are you like there with a microphone hosting and you're talking yeah. to seated people? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. got it. So I'm at, I'm essentially doing like what I am right now. And I'm like, yeah. hey, uh, question one. And then I read the question and then they, they give the answer. Like I'm like the host of trivia. Okay. Right? Um, 
But obviously, sorry, obviously the space isn't designated for trivia because they're all sitting there not participating or they're there oh, for they're, trivia. They're participating. Oh, got it. Okay. In varying degrees throughout the evening. Okay, uh, got it. But no, like they're there to play trivia. Like they're there for trivia night. So okay. uh, for context, the it's a two-story restaurant bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the bar, I mean, it's all restaurant and bar, but like the, the top is like the bar section. The bottom's at the restaurant section. Got it. So like- if the you know little Ethel and her husband come for dinner, like they're just gonna stay downstairs. Right. They're probably not. Gonna I got distracted by the sports thing because I was like, did they just come after a game and they like are together, but they got seated in the trivia? You know what I mean? So, okay, I'm I'm, ne- I'm there now. The setup for their night, I actually appreciate. They are a bunch of um, all of their. They all have freshman children. You have a. Mm. freshman child right yeah they're, they're all parents of freshmen and all of their kids all of their girls all play sports together so they see each other all the time at sporting events so it's like <clears throat> it would be like you and the parents of like silas's sure uh teammates right yeah and they all know each other they, they're together quite a bit but they don't hang out social. they weren't hanging out socially so they actually sure. set it up got it. like once a month they let's go do out this thing yeah to a restaurant they go out to a bar they go do something together so they actually it's just them they're not having to like worry about you know paying attention to their children or whatever right um so that's what they're out. they're out for like ladies night that's a, it's mom's night whatever right and so we're we're Playing trivia, I walk in and just immediately I'm like, uh-oh. Because, <laughs> like, there's the 15 seats and there's, like, the one seat of mine that's, like, like it's, like, tilted over because it's reserved. Yeah, 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 And I swear to you, this is how my night started. I go in and I'm like, there's there's a lady. My chair's, like, tilted over so that it's saved. And there's a lady standing, like, right on it talking mm-hmm. to this other lady. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I kind of meander a little bit because i don't want to be rude to these people that i just showed up right but then i'm like excuse me can i can i sit here i need to get set up and she's like okay fine uh she her face was one inch from my shoulder for like the next 15 minutes like i asked her politely if she could move and i mean to be fair she did move like four inches yeah like she is Right next to me for the first 10, 15 minutes. And I'm hearing their whole conversation. Okay, clueless or making a point? I don't know. Okay. And I'm mad either way. <laughs> it always helps adjust my expectations where it's like, are you dumb or mean? Because that's different. It's, you know, Both of those things make me angry. <laughs> Equally, it doesn't really matter. Stupidity and meanness both make me angry. Uh, so I'm, I'm already a little, uh, I'm not frazzled yet, but. But I could see into the future. I know that this isn't going to be the greatest evening, right? So uh, it start that they're drinking. They're um, uh, they would have been fans of nude beaches. I'll put it that way. They're very forthcoming. I had like I'd, <laughs> I am no longer something to look at, but apparently for women of this demographic, I probably look like their husbands, and they. I would imagine a lot of them weren't in happy marriages. Um, and the way that I know that is that one of them later in the night, we're, I'm telling the story, but I'm going to jump forward. She was very drunk by the end and like came very close to me. It was like, I'm in a happy marriage. I'm like, I don't think you are because I think you're hitting on me. Go away. You know, it was just a very strange evening. Like oh if gosh. you have to proclaim that you're in a very happy marriage yeah. while you're two inches away from another man, probably not good. Uh, not a good evening. And so, like, not only so I'm mad because I like um, people being disrespectful is one of my like biggest pet peeves. So, like, especially if it's directed to me, but also if it's directed to other people. So, like, if even if I was a participant and they were being as disrespectful to a different yeah, host, sure. I'd still be mad, yeah. right? To where like now I am mad for my regulars. The people who are there, not only my regulars, but there's also um, two other new teams. Like, this is their first experience playing. And, like, we have fun. Yeah. And this was the first night ever that I did not have fun. And, like, the regular teams, like, were, they knew I was mad and they were mad. Right. Right. They, right. they were like, uh, a pretty different night, huh? I'm like, yes, different. Yes. You know, like, so I was just mad. Because essentially this is what would happen is, and I was trying to be nice at the beginning to, to where, like, I set up the whole thing. None of them are listening to the rules while I'm explaining the rules, like specifically just for them, because they're the only ones that don't know what's going on. Right. And 
So and so they're just like talking over you or yeah. like okay. or like talking to like the most annoying thing. Th- this was emblematic of the whole night is every time I'd ask a question, I ask it twice. Like question one, what is Allison Sullivan's middle name? Number one, what is Allison Sullivan's middle name? And this is how it went the entire night. This is how that, that's how it's supposed to go. And everybody, everybody quiet. When I say number one, like on a normal night. Everybody kind of hushes yes. their conversation. Everybody's there to have fun. Yes. And everybody does have fun. Everybody's eating and drinking and talking and having a... But whenever the host of trivia, when you're at trivia, says, number one, everybody just kind of dies down. And like it's just like an understood thing in society or whatever, right? Yeah. That when somebody's talking, you kind of like pipe down a little bit, right? They weren't reading the room because they were the room. It was like there were so many of them. 100%. Yeah. And, and they, like, to be fair, they were less than half the people there. Okay. They were the largest single group. But there's 45 people there. So they're yeah. like a third okay. of Okay. Oh, that, that, that right, helps right. put so, things in perspective. Um, so there's like, a, yeah, that's all these other little groups of four and six and mm-hmm. two and four and three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're ruining it for everybody, right? To the point where I would ask the question and I would be like, number one, what is Allison Sullivan's middle name? What is, can you repeat it? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the middle of repeating it. Like that's one, where have you been? That's what I've done every time, right? But like, can you repeat the question I didn't? I was like, yeah, I know. You weren't listening. That's typically why I ask it twice. Because even on a normal night, yeah. if it, like if we're towards the end of the night and people have been drinking a little bit, I'll say, number one, what is Allison Sullivan's middle name? And they're all like, huh? And I'm like, what is Allison Sullivan's middle name? They're like, okay. You know, like it's like this group thing of like everybody, that's why it's set up to ask it twice, right? And like interrupting me to ask me to ask the question whilst asking the question is one of the most stupid things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, Taylor, can you do a podcast? I'm doing a podcast right now. What do you want me to do? I'm, I'm literally doing the thing that you're asking me to do. Yeah. And, like, just once they knew the answer, like, if they knew your middle name, uh, similar thing. They might, by Num- the way. Number one, what is Allison Sullivan's middle name? They'd all be like, ah, no, 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 to the point where I'm asking the question again for the other people who may not know the answer immediately, and they can't hear it. So, like, they're, they have ruined the night for me. They have ruined the night for everybody else. And uh, I was mad at you. (laughs) Well, it sounds like maybe this was their first experience with whatever. And they they were not there to be students at all. They needed a different activity because they wanted to enjoy each other, it sounded like. Right? Like, they weren't. It was like. They came there specifically. Maybe it's like an order of events. Like, most people are there for the trivia and the people that they're there with enhance the trivia right they were there for the people and they wanted the trivia to enhance their people and it's like that's not a thing right well i mean it can be like i've gone and played trivia and i went with um our associate pastor i went with our director and the theology teacher at the church and it's like the whole point of trivia is that it enhances us us being there enhanced trivia because there were just more people there and trivia enhanced our experience of playing like it can it can be both Mm -hmm. right but they there so lots of follow like i left angry like i, I essentially told the man no, like, if, if they come back they have to sit in the back because they could ruin their own night they're not ruining it for me and they're not ruining it for everybody else yeah this is fun for like this has been a consistent three years every two weeks fun for me and fun for the regulars and it's like they had fun no one else did and it was it was this um like what i was seeing was what just like a lack of situational awareness and like exactly yes. that that has been a recurring theme in my life over the last few weeks of like realizing, recognizing that that's actually important to me. Like, mm-hmm. even though there are times, because even when I like say something and it's not the right time or the right place, I realize it immediately and I feel terrible. So like, mm-hmm. even when I am the person who lacks situation awareness, mm-hmm. it's still my pet peeve because it makes me angry at me yeah. when I do it. Right. Yeah. So like, if I like, if I was, in their situation and I said one thing that like clearly upset somebody, I wouldn't then double down on it and continue to right. do it even worse throughout the exactly. evening. Exactly. Like exactly. if a trivia person asked me to be quiet, yeah. S- me specifically, yeah. I'd probably be like, screw you, but then the rest of the night, I'm I'm not gonna act out. Probably because I'm a little mad or, or whatever. But yeah. also like I'm not gonna ruin your your evening, right? Um so the lack of situation situational awareness of just like, I mean, just throughout the night of everything, even the examples I've shared, it was just like, 
they, they had zero care, zero care that they're ruining it for everybody else. Right. I, for some reason, I'm reminded of like a stand up comic and the person who thinks that they're funny and has maybe had too much to drink in the audience that's like, I don't know, like throwing things out there or being disruptive. And it's like, as the the host or as the talent, as the the person that's keeping everything moving, you kind you eventually have to address that because whatever. But then addressing that in like, I don't know, in character is uh, is really hard. And so I'm just curious if you were, if you, fe- <laughs> if you felt any like pull or effort to try to stay jovial and keep the party going and correct them with like host humor, or if you were Taylor Schroll pissed, can y'all knock it off? Like, uh, wh- what do you think? I think you have a really hard time, um, to a certain point of frustration. Like, so once you get to a certain point of frustration, it is, it's all over your face. It's all over your demeanor. You get like quiet, even sullen. I mean, you'll say the thing like, you know, and so I would imagine that you were Taylor Schroll in that moment, not playing a part. I, it's interesting. Cause I thought you were, I thought you had it pegged like perfectly. Now I'm not sure just okay. how you worded that last thing. Yeah. But I thought you had it to a T. I was, it's, I felt like a parent, which is ironic because yeah. they were all parents that are older than me. Yeah. Uh, I felt exactly like how I parent. I was very kind and jovial and fun and playful oh, good. for like the first 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. And then. And then I, it was, I, it just, I cracked. Enough was enough. And yeah. the manager was downstairs and he, he laughed about it because he knew I was frustrated. 45 minutes in to a group of 45, 40 to 45 year old ladies. This is what I did. (laughs) Until they shut up. (laughs) I was done. I was done. Yeah. In a public place. And you know what? I was so mad. And it was one of those things where I like, I couldn't control myself doing it. I shushed them to the point where they all shut up real fast. Because they do it as to their kids. And I kind of oh joked about gosh. it after. I was like, I had to treat you like you treat your kids. And like even that kind of like broke the tension a little bit. Right, right, right. But the joy and excitement on all of my oh regular my gosh, faces, yes. they were like, finally, yeah. finally he's actually addressing it. Yeah. Because everyone was pissed for 45 minutes and everyone wanted to do that. And I finally did it and it pissed them off, but it made everybody else feel yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's, and that's what I think. Like, I think that you're good to a certain point and then, yeah. But justice needed to be served, and justice that day required me to shush a group of adult women. <laughs> Good for you. Like you Paul. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you have wanted to shush me a, a million times, and so if you can, I like, constantly put a microphone. Meet your face. quota. Meet your quota there in in trivia, and let me talk about nude beaches if I want. Uh, so I. I thought about you multiple times during that evening. Yeah. Uh, because I looked out on this sea of women, and most of them were a problem. M- most. Yeah. Um, was there anyone the, aware, situationally the, there aware? Was. One person. There was a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, the lady who sat next to me was very nice and very kind. After the lady who was like sitting on my Not the shoulder same like lady. a hawk. It was the lady she was talking to. The, like the lady literally sitting next to me. She was very kind. Mm-hmm. She left like halfway through. Hmm. I think. Yeah. E- either she was embarrassed for her friends or just like sitting in between these two groups of people that are having tension. Me and this. She, I don't know if she just couldn't handle the tension or if she was as frustrated as I was because she was very nice. But she left. Yeah. Like halfway through. Yeah. Before the shushing. <laughs> but then a- as I looked at these, I mostly didn't make eye contact with them. I'm trying to keep eye contact with. Yeah. Yeah, because like I mean, they're people that want to be engaged. Like, there's a lady yelling to like having a conversation with me, not a conversation because I didn't respond. Uh, like yelling about birth control, like to me in a public space. We're like, I'm. She doesn't know I'm Catholic. She doesn't know my my feelings. But it doesn't matter. I don't care if you if I'm even if I was pro birth control. Like, why would you yell that to somebody in a public space? What in the world? Like, it, just like. What are you doing, right? There were like two or three of these ladies 
that every time I would make eye contact with somebody, I would like see them and they looked like a sad puppy when they looked at me where they were like, they were we understanding what's going on. They were 100% apologizing with their eyes of like, we understand what's happening. And we're so sorry. And it, it was just so weird. So I, I went back and forth in my mind about which one, which I would one be. you were <laughs> because taking a step back from it for a moment at the, like, I, like I said at the beginning, I think what they did, like gathering together, Parents of athletes, I think it's so cool. I think yeah. it's a great idea. I think it's. I think it's very. I, I, I'd love it. Like if parents are the like kids at, at, that I coach, like if they all got together social, like, I think it'd be great, right? But like, so I had this kind of wrestling at the beginning. I wasn't wrestling with it anymore. I was just mad at them. But I was kind of wrestling at the beginning of like, th- this is their night off. This is their night to be. Like young ladies again, like to go out and drink, have fun, like kind of forget about husbands, forget about kids. Some of them forgot too much about their husbands. So that's a whole nother thing. Um, but like to, to get out and have fun and like, I can respect that. Right. But so like being able to let loose a little bit and like not be like, you're, you're a very well put, put together person. You're, you're a professional, you're a great mom, you're a great, great wife and all this stuff. But like, I would imagine if you, I, you go let loose a little bit, like go have sure. some fun. Yeah. But like, so, so which one do you think you would have been? In this I'm going to be thing? straight up with you that I don't know. <laughs> I don't <either>. because <laughs> that's kind of why I was mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know because I I haven't done trivia, um, and so I could see being with my girlfriends and having drinks and then and wanting to, like I love a good conversation and we have a lot to talk about because we have a lot in common and so. And we're always talking about this one thing, you know, and so now let's talk about this other thing. So I can imagine like being in a, you know, being pulled into that, um, very happily pulled into that, you know, like I enjoy that, um, probably more than I enjoy like answering a question. I don't know the answer to, I am only useful in trivia in pop culture. Like that's, I know nothing. And there are some, like it's very, it's very widespread to where like, if you, me and our spouses played, like we have a pretty wide yeah. Gap of like, yes. one of us should know the answer to some of the, the Johnsons who I love regularly play. And yeah, yeah. we've like, I think I don't, you know, we've been kind of loosely invited. Oh, we should go do this together. And I'm like, y'all will be so sad at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like legitimate. Like <laughs> I corrected PhDs. her spelling once. Um, we were laughing about Britney Spears, not in a, that's when you stopped getting invited. <laughs> no, well, um, not in a mean way because you know, whatever, but I don't know something about Brittany. And I was like, it's actually B R I T N E Y. Like I corrected her spelling and she was like, you'll be great at trivia. <laughs> so You're nice. just fine. You correct. So, be like, I want to spend more time with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, all that to say, because I would not be like a trivia Uber fan, I can see getting pulled into this other thing instead. However, I do feel like I have a lot of sensitivity about what's supposed to be happening and when it's not happening. Like, I, I feel like I read a room pretty well. And so if you were trying to do a job and something that I was a part of was making someone's job harder, I I would be, I think, apologizing to you with my eyeballs. Yeah. And trying to be like, hey, guys, just so you know, like, I don't, we don't normally do this, but I think this is how this is supposed to go. Yeah. And like what, what, how it typically happens with like large groups is like, if people are there to have fun, I understand that. Right. Um, But typically, like when I start asking a question, I don't have to shush people because the other people at the table are kind of doing it. Mm -hmm. Like we're in the middle of a conversation. Like, let's say we're in the middle of this conversation we're having right now. And somebody came in here and said, hey, I have a question. I'd be like, hey, hold on. Let's ask. Yeah. Like we, I'd pause our conversation. And like, if you kept talking and be like, shh. So that he can ask a question. Right. We'd all right. be very confused how a guy was in my house. Like th- there'd be other reasons to stop, right? I've got questions. But, but yeah. like that's typically what happens is like I might ask a question. Like when, when you're playing trivia at a bar, people are ordering food, ordering drinks. Like I'm constantly kind of talking over people. Sure. And like, but it's kind of understood that they're like, oh, you know, we'll get our drink order here in a second or whatever. But like there it it wasn't like Every like every night, there's somebody that's talking over me, and that's that's fine, right? Because it happens once or twice er- here sporadically, and then I'll just repeat the question, and we'll move on, and it'll be fine, right? But every single question, yeah. I mean, nine round or uh, seven rounds of nine questions—that's a lot of questions to be talked over every single time. Yeah, it was very annoying. So, uh, my thought was, um, I, 
you almost had me pegged perfectly, and I almost had you perfectly. Yeah. Too. I, I think you would have been the rambunctious person for like the first 30 to 45 yeah. minutes. Oh, not that long. But yeah. And then realized, and then turned into the lady that was apologizing with her eyes. That's time. I literally chuckled. Because I was mad at you from the beginning, and then I was like, "Oh no, you're that lady. That's really nice and quiet, and looking at me yeah, every time, like yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry, buddy." Yeah. yeah. So I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. And this is what's what's making me laugh. Okay, so you have me as rambunctious for 45 minutes. I say 15, and then I had you for being patient for 15, and you're like, "It was 45." <laughs> <laughs> We're close enough. We know the trajectory. We just had to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Bit, right? uh, but yeah, it, it was. <laughs> The lack of situational awareness, the, um, like, I was genuinely sad. I was mad for me, and I was, like, a little bit mad, but, like, mostly sad for, like, the regulars, because it's, like, they also, they also came out for a good night. They also came out to hang out with their friends and, and, to, and to play trivia. They also signed up for trivia, meaning they didn't go sit downstairs or sit in the back where they go, sure. like, we, we, we have had teams come before where typically, like, I've been leading trivia enough to where if it's a group of, I'll put it this way, I, no judgments, but if I typically walk up to a group of four to six women that are in the bar and I ask them if they want to play trivia, they either say no or they say yes. And one to two rounds in, they're like, oh, we're not going to play anymore because they're, they're talking. Like they're, they're like, we realized that we actually wanted to be doing the conversation thing and not the trivia thing. And I'm like, that's fine. No worries. Y'all enjoy your evening, right? But it was the like, Wanting to do both for an hour and a half. Yes. That was like that was like great because like you 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 can't have both. Yeah. Or you can. It just has to be under some parameters. Yeah. Right? Okay. So so I think that's one the biggest fact like the biggest. The other thing that I think really contributes is knowing when you're a guest. So like when I walk into because they do trivia at RX, I can t- when I walk into that situation, I can tell there's something else going on. And it looks like these people are really into it. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that they've done this before. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can I can sense. So if you and oh, I I'm a went, guest here. If you and I went to Arcs Pizza not during trivia, not knowing trivia was happening, and we were having a conversation and they somebody says number three, we'd probably keep our conversation exactly. going, but a little yes. quieter. Like, yes. Yeah, it, it, so it's like if you are invited to the banquet and God says, Here, wear this white robe, and you're like, I don't want that white robe. What do you have to drink? It's like, bro, you are a guest. Right, right, you right. have been invited, you know? And so, I don't know. I think there's, like, a lack of yeah. being a, husp- being a um, hospitable guest. A, hu- a humble guest. Yeah. yeah. Being a humble guest. Yeah. And so, as I was, like, moving through the evening, and then after, I was like, why am I so mad at this? Like, why, why is this specifically making me angry? And I knew, like, one of my pet peeves, like I mentioned earlier, is, like, somebody being disrespectful either to me or if I just see it. Um, so it, it was both in this situation. They were being disrespectful to me and disrespectful to the other players, right? So it was, like, a both-and kind of thing. But then also it was just, like, it's because both it was instilled in me from my parents to me that every time I leave somewhere, I'm representing the family. Mm. And it was very much instilled in me from my coaches. Mm. Every time mm. we go on a trip, because yeah. I was, I, I played four sports for the school and I was on multiple traveling teams. So, especially when we traveled, like we are all going to wear these jackets. We're all going to walk in together. And they, like our coaches knew that, like in the locker room, we're acting like those ladies at the bar. But when we went to the restaurant, we were acting like grownups. For sure. Like they were like, you are representing your school, you're representing your parents, you're representing uh, God. Like, I mean, a lot of our coaches would bring, they knew that most of us in you know, the, the Texas South in the, the zeros. The buckle the of odds, the Bible belt. Like, we, like they, they were like, you're representing God, you're representing your family, you're representing our school, right? So that's been instilled in me from a young age. And as an adult now, I I haven't had to tell it to my kids as much because they're little kids. I don't, I'm just like, yeah, and you know, it's fine. But like, I do it with my track team. For sure. I'm like, they are wild and crazy sometimes, but I'm like, we're not doing that at the restaurant. And like when we went to uh, our regional meet this, this past, uh, this, this past season, we, for the first time ever stayed overnight in a hotel. We were, uh, we went all out to a restaurant together. So I have like 35 people mm. 
and they were the most adult they've ever been. Nice. They uh, like they followed all the rules that I set out for the hotel. They followed all the rules that we set out in the expectation. Like all we had to say for the for the when we went into Cracker Barrel was like, we're not going. We're all wearing our school stuff. You're not going to make your families look bad. Our school look bad. Yes. And it says Catholic on our shirt. We're, you're not, you're not going to be a bad representative for anything. And they acted perfectly. Mm-hmm. So like, how how am I able to get? 14 to 18 year olds to do that mm-hmm. and not these adults it was just like it, it just the lack of like it was just all about them and like even when i go into a place i'm not it's just the the like that was like the deep-seated thing that i actually had to think about of like everywhere i go i'm representing my parents my wife my kids my school my church my like the the show like i like everything i'm connected with i'm a representative of mm-hmm. right so when i go into a place i just can't act like that mm-hmm. and that's i think was like the more deep-seated thing the longer i sat with it that i was like how can i get teenagers to do this and not just grown women yeah and they're messing up middle-aged white ladies for you they represent me man i know I was so mad. <laughs> it really was. I like not. It was just so funny how often I thought of you, and multiple times it was anger, and multiple times it was like, "Oh no, I think she's that." What would Allison do? Yeah, exactly. I need to get in bracelets. Mm. Why? No, don't imitate me. I am not. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not boasting that. Yeah, for sure. They were worse than the stick figure lion. That's for sure. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I, I wasn't mad at you by the time I left. Um, oh, good. The the shushing was very cathartic. Another failure. I am. You've come up with a lot. You uh, failed to stop and congratulate yourself for ingratiated. No, no, no. Emblematic. Emblematic. Mm. Well done. Thank you. I see. I didn't have to do it because you did it for me. <laughs> I left you on that there. So, uh, yeah, that was my that was my story from. Um, <laughs> trivia of being mad at you and a bunch of other ladies. It's just so weird. It was just such a weird night. And yeah. When everyone else in the room knows. Yeah. Except for you. It's it's a tough look. It really is a tough look. So um I like you way better than I like those ladies. Um You I'm- know I'm dying to investigate who this was because I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> Uh, I have a couple of texts to send it, to say, where were you Tuesday night? It was a flock of white women. No, I, yeah. They I mean, all have, uh, they all have freshman girls at, 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 I believe, I would imagine at College Station High School because it's right across the street. I don't know for sure. Um, but uh, you're a much better person than those, than most of those ladies. I, I think bet a I lot love of them, them all. Uh, uh, you know that I, I, I don't think I've told you this, not the same person at all, but uh David Harris's wife was there a few weeks ago, and I actually had a great conversation oh, with good. her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, my final, like the final takeaway is, uh, uh, it was vi- honestly, uh, I didn't even mean to do it. It came out of me gutturally, but it was very fun to shush them. I really enjoyed that, and it kind of changed the rest of the evening for everybody else. Um, but two, it's like just the reminder of. Everywhere we go, we're representing somebody. Like even when I'm quote unquote off the clock, because these ladies were clearly off off the clock. They're off the reservation, but they were off. They were, the, they were off the clock from being a parent or being a, whatever they do professionally, right? Um, but even when we're off the clock, we're still representing God, our family, ourselves, all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's just mm-hmm. a good reminder of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still want to come. You should come. I'd like to. Uh, Brittany, I know how to spell it. <laughs> you do. Uh, ironically enough, spelling doesn't matter at my trivia. As long as I knew what you were trying to say. Well, I've got some fancy words too. Yeah. So, well, that's a show. I am Taylor Stroll. That is a middle-aged white woman that I actually enjoy spending time with. I'll just will be back next month. I'll be back next week. See ya. Thank you all for watching and listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. We had a blast making it for you. Thanks for being along the journey of today's show and uh, however long you've been listening. Whether this is your first time or whether you've been listening for many years, we do appreciate all your support. We love you and we'll see you soon. Bye.